This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Gruciola, and me, Amanda Smith. Welcome to the show again, Disaster Divas. This is Jordan Cruciola. And I'm Amanda Smith. And we have something that I feel, I mean, maybe I'm being an <laughs> asshole, but it almost must come with an apology. No! <laughs> and I am, I will go, I will go in on most anything, but man, fire from below. Uh, from executive producer and star Kevin Sorbo. This was really his dream project. This was his passion project. Really he- tested my limits. <sighs> I like. I didn't. I didn't ever like. I wasn't gonna be like. I'm gonna turn this off. This is trash. But I was. I think this is the cheapest looking thing that we've done yet. Like more than Megafault. More than. Dean Kane in a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, Jordan had forgotten as we were sitting here yeah. discussing the episode. She said to me, and I quote, what is the one we just watched that was an airplane and volcanoes? <laughs> it airplane is versus, versus volcano. volcano. <laughs> Sometimes the answer is just right there in the, you know, the, the titles and the definition. I mean, um, I won't argue that this was a trash movie, but I kind of loved it in the way that like, sometimes you just need to eat a McDonald's apple pie. <laughs> Those are good. Well, yeah, but they're, they're garbage, but good. Um, so then why don't you do the honors of telling us what this movie is about? So we're in a small town that could be in California. If you look at the map, they pull up. It and could the be, license plates on the cars. Yeah, it could be in Texas. If you listen to everything else people say. <laughs> we're not Eustace, sure. Eustace, Texas. Yeah, but they show a map that's of like the southern portion of the San Andreas Fault. So I could identify um, Salton Sea. Oh, and then okay. they also refer to Owens Valley, which is up north. So I was like, well, this is really it's it could be any town is and, what it could is what it really is. is and this there is be, a Eustace, Texas mm-hmm. is real. Do they have a lost lake? It exists. Uh, it's near uh, Gun Barrel City. Sure. It is. Uh, it looks like Athens is the largest uh, significant city. No, that's, okay, that's it's, in Greece. it is south. What is that? East of Dallas, Eustace, Texas. And there is a large lake around there. What lake is this? Does it have a name? There's in sh- oh Cedar Creek Lake. That's not Lost that Lake. That is not Lost Lake, but so it's lost. It could be any town USA is mm-hmm. really the point of this, is that it could be happening in any city, in anywhere in the world. Um, there is a mining operation run by the corrupt Drake Industries that yep. hits a pocket of something that becomes immediately flammable, but not just flammable, but... Um, Almost intelligently so. Yes, where which is it, remarked upon multiple times. Yeah, where the uh, the the flame fingers are then chasing <laughs> and able to chase people, um, and it wreaks havoc upon this town, and which can only be saved by one man, um, seismologist Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> yes, and his and his fiance, but we, we don't know what science she does, and she really just is there to wear polo shirts. But so she does matter. a science of some kind. She science. Yeah, they are they are designated. Oh, you guys are scientists, but we don't we we don't hear much from her except like she kind of checks him uh, once or twice, but we we don't really she doesn't really get any specific moments to shine. Yeah, she just yes wears her pink polo. She just polos. Yes. Um. So yeah, this is this is a movie about uh the evils of 
like just talking like the major themes here are this is about like a mining operation yep. with an evil an evil company running it an evil yep. corrupt company and the one man who is equipped to stop it um, and save the potentially entire world one would assume <laughs> yeah because what we learn quite soon is that Drake Industries is mining this specific spot in Texas because they uh, presumed and were confirmed, uh, confirmed correct, that there was a vein of lithium-6. Of the L6 of an isotope of lithium-6. Yes, an isotope of lithium-6, which they can use for, uh, which can be used for weapons. For, Wet for any number of things. For, they also said like super Obviously batteries, strong. like lithium ion they batteries. They said batteries. They also said at one point like new airplane material, which like, yeah. how are you going to make that so inert that it can handle flying through the air? But okay. Yeah, yeah. They mentioned like the extra like body components of, of airplanes. They mentioned lithium ion batteries, but it also becomes clear over the course of the movie that this is also an element that can be used in nuclear explosions, which is accurate. And so the big danger comes from the lithium-6. Kevin Sorbo tells us at one point that the element will reach thermonuclear proportions, that's a quote, if it continues to grow at a, quote, unchecked rate. So what they need to do, as as they tap into this lithium-6 isotope vein... Uh, what we see at the beginning of the movie, we're down in um, cave like seven of this mine mining this operation and club cave seven. Yes. That lighting in there. That was, was that was some great bisexual. That was lighting. bisexual lighting in in like a club in 1997. It was great uh, down like dripping along the stalagmites and yeah. stalactites in this in this mining system. Um, when they tap into this uh, vein. It, little, they, I guess they're supposed to be sparks, but they look like little light fairies, like you'd yeah. see in Willow or something. They were very charming. They were, yeah. Like it feels, it, it, at times this movie feels like there's something fantastical happening. At times it feels like there's a contagion about to break loose. At times it feels like there is a sentient uh, flame, fire chasing people across the landscape. See, at times it's a, it's a geothermal disaster yeah. movie. There's a lot a lot of table. different things happening. There were so many different threads of threat that they weren't really sure which one they wanted to really nail down on. Yeah. So instead they were like, but all of them. Yeah. And so I guess I guess I've I've gone into the the reality index here where we where I, I was reading about lithium six. Uh and in case, you know, you guys out there are elemental enthusiasts and you already know this, I apologize. But apparently uh, in the Castle Bravo nuclear ex- nuclear test detonation that took place in the United States decades ago, uh, lithium-6 is mentioned. It says the miscalculation, the blast was way bigger than anybody thought it would be. The miscalculation occurred because scientists did not realize that the dry source of fusion fuel, lithium deuteride with 40% content of lithium-6 isotope, which is what we are theoretically dealing with in this movie, would contribute so greatly to the overall yield of the detonation. That is from the Brookings Institute. Good job, Brookings so Institute. So accurate that if... That when it gets out of control and it becomes a part of a nuclear detonation, lithium six is super fucking dangerous and yeah. acts as a as a magnifier of a nuclear I, explosion. I enjoyed like so that yes, I did actually really like that they did root it in something that you could because I was like I did when he when he ripped open the battery and did one of my favorite things, which is um, did an in person demonstration to a bunch of disbelieving 
military brass. Yes, I this love Kevin, good... Kevin Sorbo does this in, in the Pentagon. Yes, he flies to the Pentagon in a supercopter of some sort. We don't see it, but it just, he suddenly appears. Yeah, he goes from Eustis, Texas to the Pentagon in presumably 15 minutes. Well, you know. He leaves the site of the disaster zone where he's the one man who can solve this because they're like, we need you on Washington. And they couldn't call him. They no. needed him to it go to Washington. It was 2009. There was no video chatting. <laughs> no, they all had flip phones. He, so he had to take a battery, cut it open with a knife, squeeze the lithium out of the battery. Can you do that? I don't think you should. You should. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. And then he pours it into a glass and then pours water on it and it reacts. And it was great. And I was D- like, would I, that become a, I wanted to ask, would that become a fireball? Like it becomes a fireball. I didn't, I did Google that. It, like I, so I, I was sitting there and I was like, is this a thing? Yeah. Like, can you really, and I Googled it. Cause I feel like if that were a thing, we would see a lot more teenage boys just ripping open batteries right. and pouring water on it. Yeah. Like on it, like sure. TikTok would be, there would, would be, be a whole series but. of videos. Yeah. I mean, exclusively <laughs> lithium fireballs. Yeah. Um, and it, it is stores like, would have to stop selling batteries. Lithium fireballs is a sick band name. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> that feels very like 1994. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, like it, I did. It is explosive. I just I don't know if you can do that by cutting open a battery. Um, I didn't choose to Google that because unlike <laughs> you, who has Googled any number of things about now like explosives, I was just like maybe the government. I don't need the government seeing me googling. Um, are lithium batteries explosive? <laughs> yeah. like, are the con- inner contents of a battery explosive? I don't know if a Duracell, which is what he was cracking right, open, right? I don't know if a Duracell is gonna gonna. Yeah, react. maybe something more like one of those little like lithium, like flat disc batteries. Yeah, or like I just it seemed unlikely. Yeah, but sure, I'll go with it. Like yeah. I, the basic science of it, I was like, I'm along for this ride. Okay, and then when the more absurd parts of it, like the fact that despite the fact that so. We're told very early on that the um, that the the fire fingers is what I'm going to be calling. Yes, them. because when the I will just say briefly, which I, I interrupted myself on when the the miners who are swallowed up by flame uh, first unearth the lithium I the lithium six vein, the little like fire fairies start floating out, and then these fingers, these yeah. these tubes so these, of like, flame start shooting out from this wall and intentionally just consuming out people. people. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. human seeking fingers of flame yes. that are igniting nothing else around them but swallowing up human beings and those become a really scary thing because they start shooting out of the ground and, and becoming giant fire fingers consuming people and we are told that they seek it the 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 isotope is seeking with an almost in level of intelligence yeah we hear that repeatedly it's yeah. a level of intelligence a level, a level of intelligence it likes the wetness. isotope is seeking out nitrogen okay, yes. and water seeking out nitrogen and water yeah and so so there's a scene where living out jordan's deepest fear uh, a woman is is water skiing for the first time in her life on a lake say no to action water sports yeah Yeah. no as soon as i saw i was like oh this is what jordan was cautioning us (laughs) against last week (laughs) um and so she's water skiing and everyone is commenting on how it's her first time and then the water ski and the boat the the whole situation gets chased by these fire fingers yeah they shoot up from the middle of the lake because this this flame is not extinguished by water but feeds upon it it. feeds upon Mm. the water but i was like but there's a whole bunch of water you're just running right the fuck over yeah yeah like why are they like it is hunting people we are made of lots of water but it is coming up from the middle of a goddamn lake yeah instead so so it is and it is chasing them yes i did appreciate that like like, sentiently chasing all the dirtbag people in the boat so like yeah in the boat is 
the boat's being driven by the woman's husband, and then there are two of their friends, also a married couple. Yes. The dude is somewhere between the ages of 47 to 64. <laughs> um, and the woman's husband is like, she's looking really good back there. And the old dude's like, yeah, she sure is. And then like leers. The casual. across from his wife. The casual misogyny one-liners in this in a movie that wasn't like particularly machismo was really weird. It yeah. was from beginning to end, there was just so much in it. Uh, the movie was doing nothing to comment on that stuff. It just nothing. felt like it just peppering it. Yeah, it was yeah. like Kevin Sorbo. And it the wasn't whole really time. even reinforcing it no. either. It no. was just lies. Yeah, it was just there. Like it was benign, Sorbo, benign casual misogyny. Yeah, like at one point they're in the car, like Kevin Sorbo and his fiance are driving on their vacation. This and, is our introduction to Kevin Sorbo. By <laughs> yeah, way. they're like, this is not like at one point. This is we <laughs> yeah. meet them, and he. The first thing is such that a weird thing. It was such a weird introduction when he's on the. We meet him. He's on the phone driving his fiance is sitting in the passenger seat and he's like wow i've never seen a pair like that before yeah. onto the phone which my brain i mean it was like why is he talking about testicles but we're supposed <laughs> to think, we're yeah send me that set and i'm like oh my god he's talking about balls but we're supposed <laughs> to think and she is getting increasingly annoyed thinking that he is talking to his military buddy yeah about a set of boobs yeah about boobs like and, in the history of mankind, has a man ever called another man to be like, dude, I just saw some great boobs? <laughs> I happened, don't know, Jason. It happens have twice. They? It happens twice in this movie. Yeah. Phone calls about okay. boobs. Yeah, because that does happen, because Bubba does Bubba, Bubba in a MAGA hat, I was about, basically. That was my note, yeah, too. Totally. I was like, Bubba in a MAGA, MAGA hat. Yeah. Six years before MAGA hats, or <laughs> seven years, I was like, how does he have the first one? Yeah, like He's a deliverance. A red a red hat with white writing that says Bubba on it. <laughs> just says Bubba. Casey just forgets. Can you imagine if every Trump supporter just wore a hat that said Bubba? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, right? Like, basically. It's basically the yeah. same thing, yeah. Yeah, the the plunging neckline scientist, Rain. Rain Palmer. Rain Palmer is the one sort of on the ground. Well, she's been sent to check out this mining site that has been consumed by lithium ion, lithium six fire fingers by her corrupt boss. Who's like, you need to get down there. No one's answering the calls. So she is, I don't remember why she even like, does she need directions or something? Like, why does she even stop? She, them? she stops stop them? there. <laughs> Rain I stops. She stops there to get commented on. She's like, yeah. that looks like a guy <laughs> who will just sexually harass me right? for 30 yeah. to 45 seconds. And then I can reject. She yeah. Gains. So just like the, the fire fingers gain their powers from uh, water and nitrogen, she gains her powers mm. from um, sexually rejecting yeah. disgusting men who are harassing her. So yeah, we first meet Kevin Sorbo yeah. where he's talking about this amazing set and then we, he gets off the phone and we learn that he's just been antagonizing his girl and they were talking about something having to do with like Comments or meteorite, which yeah, is comments. not his field at all. Yeah, look, he's a scientist, but again, these he, scientists he's of the earth know everything. Geologists know everything. So he makes this joke about the bear, and then like they're they're going to this place, Lost Lake near Eustis, which is where the mine is as well. They don't know that, and um, she's they don't know where it's at, and she's like, well, maybe we should ask someone. He's like, don't you know there's a law against men asking for directions? Yeah, and then <laughs> shortly after that, we see Rain take her side quest to get sexually harassed by Bubba and his friend laying on the ground. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then when she leaves them after her small bit of being sexually harassed, she leaves and Bubba goes into an, an outhouse. outhouse. Yes. And his friend has called them 
called him presumably about I guess it's about meeting up later like they have a plan but he's like oh I just saw a woman with the most amazing legs and it's just like talking about her boobs so it's the second phone call about possibly about boobs can we just point out by the way just unreal but just about the outhouse I want to make sure we touch upon the fact that this is now the second made for TV movie that has featured an exploding <laughs> outhouse. exploding outhouse this is just yes, because Bubba, Bubba gets his comeuppance for being yeah. a, a bastard pretty quickly yeah when the fire fingers start the the the, the fairies the fire fairies start coming out of the sink and then the lithium fire fingers explode out of the ground and and explode just the outhouse just throw that outhouse straight the, like into the deluxe air. outhouse that almost has like it a was, vanity it was it. it was a double it was a double wide outhouse yeah yeah it was it was not a single use building <laughs> no that was you know bubba likes the finer things in life he likes yeah. him with long legs yeah. and he likes his outhouses big enough to do some thrusts in. <laughs> yeah, presumably so oh my god i yeah. wish I, I wish we could have got a cutaway to his friend watching the outhouse explode while he's just laying on the grass I, well, <laughs> I've I've been curious about Bubba ever since we recorded the last episode because Amanda mentioned she's like yeah we have characters like Rain whatever her last name yeah, is and, and Bubba. Bubba and I was like Bubba I gotta hear Bubba's story like that and yeah. then <laughs> five minutes and he's done so I had watched this movie years ago and I had forgotten most of it except for the fire fingers like that's what stuck out right that's memorable and so I was so excited for Bubba as well and what was so shocking to me was how much of this movie is essentially like we meet a character and then that character gets three minutes on screen oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the character is gone for forever so much so like, much cast in we this have movie so much cast we i the the, the fact that we had several lines of dialogue with a child and learned that <laughs> yes, he had we, been we, just to set this up just to set this yeah. up they drive into a town uh kevin and his fiance they drive to a town to get directions to find lost lake and the first two people we see are these two boys in like in pop football warner gear. football gear they're yeah. p- throwing a ball and then kevin sorbo pops out to ask them directions and... which i would never take directions by the way from a 10 to 12 year old like <laughs> Ever. i did not know how to i did not know how to get basic places until i was driving like yeah. i would have been like i don't know i sit in the backseat of my mom's car all the time like what you go by the thing and then my mom takes me places and sometimes it's by a mcdonald's and sometimes it isn't yeah no this was the wrong crowd yeah but the kid's like gee sir i don't know i've only been living here in this town for two months like we get full-on <laughs> exposition about this child my and parents got divorced and then my mom had to move to a new yeah, town exactly <laughs> and then my mom's new my mom's new boyfriend he's real mean but sometimes he throws the football around with me but mostly he just slaps <laughs> my mom's ass and tells her that she's got a nice set <laughs> that of legs that part didn't happen though it probably yeah, it was could, liable to have happened it in might have yeah been, that was in the director's it, cut yeah. that, was, that, was, that didn't all happen but we did learn more than necessary given that he then basically is like but where you really should go is over to the diner over there because the sheriff's there and the sheriff knows everything no but that's not what ha- that's not that, that suggests that the boy just offered that information which Kevin Sorbo's like oh well then who should we ask yeah no it's like i don't know you're in a fucking town why don't you walk to any shop on this main street and ask somebody who lives here well where should who should we ask then then he's like oh you should go ask the sheriff he's eating and then he's eating over there at the diner he's like he's eating lunch at the diner he's like lunch it's It's only 11 11. it's like there's so much lunch hour lunch begins at 11 there's so much dialogue maybe it's early lunch but like you spent a line of dialogue to like impeach the integrity of an 11 a.m. lunch <laughs> this is a sheriff he's probably been at work since 6 fucking a.m. like yeah it's probably lunchtime for him so then of course kevin and his lady go into the diner yeah. where they find the sheriff who the sheriff we also learn a great deal about as well as <laughs> yeah. the diner lady who makes a mean chicken fried chicken or steak chicken fried steak chicken fried steak she chicken also she also keeps That's the a chicken fried chicken's a thing I mean, fried chicken, fried chicken is fried chicken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's just fried chicken. Amanda. Yeah, that's, that's fried chicken. <laughs> 
Look, I don't, I'm not a chicken scientist, okay? <laughs> Amanda's not a seismologist. She, she doesn't KFC. know all She's these like, things. She's like, hey, do you guys want to go to CFC, KFC? <laughs> or KFCFC, there we go. Chicken fried cookie fried chicken. <laughs> yeah. um, chicken fried chicken. But so Kevin and the lady go to the diner where they see, in like crowded diner, and the sheriff offers them a hand hand drawn map that yeah. he has made for people it is that the hobby. waitress lady for some reason carries in her apron. She's like, Oh, I always keep a couple maps on hand <laughs> yeah. and pulls one out and hands it to Kevin Sorbo. And then you're like, wait, what the fuck was that? And as they're walking out, he's just like, I think her name's Shirley. He's like, bye Shirley. <laughs> like, wait, do you know Shirley Kevin Sorbo? <laughs> and for some reason, Oh, I forgot. We also need to know the sheriff is like, Oh, are you so-and-so son? Yeah, right. Because Lost Lake about- is where Kevin Sorbo used to vacation as a child. And then suddenly, we have the connection that the the sheriff knows his dad knows his dad how's your dad he played a lot of you played football didn't you yeah we learned about kevin sorbo's football career his which was blown out knee which, that he suffered he in college he could have gone on to he could have so okay kevin sorbo let's real quick trace kevin sorbo's career in this film because he played football in college then he at some point was and then he i guess got a seismology phd then he joined the military or was stationed at pearl harbor as oh, I forgot about attache. the Pearl Harbor thing. Yeah, he at some point is in the military. Yeah, but we're not. I, I guess before he becomes, but I think maybe it, he joined as a scientist and he worked can, on his PhD while in the military. Sure, that's, I don't think continued that's continued education. A lot maybe of, they paid for the education after. It could be. So yeah, so he's which makes sense. He's a weathered guy at that point. Yes, like uh, but he Kevin Sorbo lived a lot of lives in this film. Is, <laughs> yeah, I guess the as point. Kevin Sorbo has yeah <laughs> uh but i did which which did leave me to lead me to just to scattershot this one real point of unbelievability was his deep hostility toward any and all like branches of the armed service yeah he was so angry yeah at, with the, like the so okay the town they 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 they've gone to lost lake um Carrie has immediately fallen in love with Lost Lake, like wants to move there, which seemed real. When it is a fairly depressing looking yeah, It is. It looks, it looks very much like... It looks Nothing murky. bad has happened there at this point, but it looks like bad things have happened there in the past. <laughs> yeah. um, and she's like, let's move here. I'm like, you couldn't even find it. There's no cell reception. Yeah. Um, you have to use a sheriff's creepy hand-drawn map. Like, if a sheriff gives me a hand-drawn map, I am getting out of that city. And she also is like, what a great place to grow up. It's like, you don't know that. That that child only moved here two months ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, that's your only frame of reference is yeah. two-month-here child. <laughs> Um, so anyway, and then she, but then she falls into the lake, um, and finds a dead body. So yes. I guess that kind of kills the whole plan, which they just leave there. They like pull him out of the lake. They leave there. They're like, we're going to go find the sheriff and bring him back here. Well, Kevin, like Kevin discovers, like he pulls up a board yeah. from the dock that they're standing on. And he sees that the underside of the board only is charred. Yeah. And so he's like, these boards aren't rotting. Like there was, he says some term like, like heat shock or something like yeah. that. And determines that like maybe the lake rapidly got really hot. And that is what like killed the person inside of it. Well, there's something fuzzy going on. And by the time they get back to the town... Um, everyone is dead. Everyone, they arrive at nighttime. <laughs> they go straight to the diner because that's where you. Because that's where the sheriff is stationed. That's where. Every, yes, that's the and police office. That's the police station. The, so they go to the police station diner, and everyone is dead. Yeah, it is. It, the town is dead. Like the sheriff. So they they walk in. The sheriff's door is open. They're like, this is kind of strange. Um, the car door is open, and then like you cut to seeing the sheriff is sprawled out on the ground. Which again, I was like, wow, we did not get. 
we got a, a, a disproportionate amount of time with the sheriff in one scene <laughs> yeah. to get us an okay. And so they Old go to the family diner. friend. They go into the diner. They realize um, everyone is dead. There's still, they determine it happened recently because the coffee's still hot and the burgers are still cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're fortunately, like, we're lucky there wasn't a fire. Yeah. Um, and it, the military comes in because there are 200 cat, 200 people have died. Yeah, so the military yeah, they say comes that. in. 200 bodies have been, have been recovered. Um, so the, which means that poor kid. Oh, you're right. God, that Ooh, poor kid, yeah. two months in that town and that town killed him. Yeah, you're right. Ooh, wow. Bad news. <laughs> Rough for that kid. And it's like, and this is where it like, it gets, it kind of throws you off again because when it cuts to the morning time and like armed services are on hand, there's like a hazmat team there. You're like, wait, is this a contagion movie? Mm. And there's also like, the, there's the army and there's the, there are so much going on immediately. Yeah. It's almost like in that way that in the movie Outbreak, you're like, they know so much more than the people on the ground. They've assembled this kind of team where it's like, what do you guys know? I mean, is I this, would is this like if, a secret government operation? Like there's so much that it could be. And I don't think that's like intentional placing red herrings. Hmm. I think they just went yeah. wild with it. See, I didn't, I didn't think twice about it. Cause like if a town of 200 people died, I would like just all drop dead. Yeah. I would probably be like, yeah, maybe we should have some gas masks on hand, guys. Like, that would be my first... My, I, like, if I were a government dispatcher, I would <laughs> yeah. probably be like, yeah, we should, we, okay, should have, okay. we should have some sort of protective gear because we don't know what's happening. The best part about the, the military base camp that gets set that has been set up is that it sets the stage for the worst fucking walk and talk I've ever seen <laughs> like Kevin Sorbo and his and his fiance join a like a high ranking military officer they go into a tent and they do a walk and talk that consists of walking a half circle yeah. around one bay of computers they well, could yeah. have just been it could have been delivered standing still in the street outside but they had to walk into a tent slowly walk around it a small tent and then walk back out while it's getting explained to them that like there's 200 people dead kevin's got like a theory he he they is that when he talks about the um mccotty incident yeah i think that is yeah which mm, unconfirmed yeah i mean there is so we they talk about kevin sorbo talks about the fact that there is something that he calls the mccotty incident which neither of us could really find yeah but it did remind so there was a, a case in cameroon where there was a lake that had a volcanic basically a, a bunch of carbon dioxide was explosively released during the night mm-hmm. and um it because the carbon dioxide is heavier the carbon dioxide all sank down yeah. and just killed like a thousand people mm-hmm. in this town that was around the lake and killed them pretty quickly because they all suffocated mm-hmm. um so this it is Again, rooted in science. And what, yeah, the Makati incident, as they describe it, is that like a a community of people near Mount Pinatuba in the Philippines uh, died mysteriously as a result of gas coming up from the ground as a result of like geo geo geotectonic activity geotectonic activity from the geo from the geologist (laughs) from the two-thirds geologist i think i could have probably dropped the geo i started to say geologic activity and i was like it's probably tectonic would be the way to describe that tectonic activity or something yeah so that's how he describes the makati incident which i could only find references to in my brief googling uh the eruption of mount pinatuba in 1991 which is obviously really goddamn bad mm. uh but could not find the uh gas related deaths yeah but from what you're saying the, it, it there is a happened. real life there parallel a, yeah yeah it, it, there is a precedent for it makati um, incident notwithstanding there's precedent yeah but 
th- we don't ever get back into like the idea that there is gas seeping out of this. Like we yeah. don't hear about there being, it's just sort of like another thing that happens. The gas stops being a threat. Yeah. Immediately. After we established that 200 people in the town have been killed, they, uh, Sorbo, fiance, multiple military people go to Lost Lake where at this point it's become, it has become like, like fireballs are shooting out of it. It suddenly yeah. has changed so dramatically. Yeah, it, it is Yellowstone on the brink of like explosion yeah. over, over the course of hours. And so there's like gas spouts and there's flame shooting up and they're like measuring the air. They're like, there's, you know, so much toxic gas in the air, but it never becomes a threat yeah. again in the movie, despite the fact that like people get trapped underground in this cave system where presumably this gas is coming from. And right. it, it stops being anything anybody cares about as soon as there's like a, an annihilation of a town. Yeah. And we, but the fire fingers remain a threat. The fire fingers are always the threat. The real threat in all of this is the fire fingers. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, it, it was it, when that when that whole town just like is dead. And I was like, well, that seems more deeply horrifying maybe <laughs> than it's being played here. It's important to remember, too, that when um, we'll jump back a little bit, when Kevin Sorbo and his fiance leave Lost Lake and they get to the town and it's nighttime, we cut back to the lake in the night. Oh, and yeah. there is a man j- named Jamal who is hooking up with his girlfriend in his truck. And they are about to have sex, but he has to go pee first. So he gets out of the truck and starts peeing. And because the lithium-6 isotope tracks water, it the the fire fairies Come, start yeah. servicing from the ground and the fire consumes Jamal penis first. Oh, yeah. Comes straight up the urine stream, engulfs him in flame, and then, of course, starts hunting his girlfriend mm-hmm. who manages to escape. Yes. And now she is encountered by Rain. Yes. Rain Palmer kind of saves the girl. And this is where Rain Palmer starts feeling morally compromised working for the evil Drake Corporation Instead of being like, mm, this yeah. is really super dangerous and we need to tell somebody who can stop this because it's not worth the lives of, of all of the people who could die for us to have this really lucrative lithium six mine. You know, and yeah, and I'm glad that rain and rain starts to kind of come around because really like, let's talk I was about glad for that. I was happy for that because I wanted that for rain because yeah. I didn't in, want a villainous woman in a plunging neckline. No, I wanted I wanted rain to to have in her own movie. To have her moment where she's like the scientist who comes around. Yes. Um, especially because God knows what she had to deal with working, uh-huh. working for the Drake guy. You who, know the plunging necklines was a, 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 a work mandate. requirement. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like that's not that's not up to, to lab code, but she was forced <laughs> to wear that. Yep. The smoky eye, that is a government require that is a, a company policy yes. is a daytime smoky eye. Yeah, this was a Roger Alice operation. Yeah. Like the legs are the business. They did a great job of really leaning into the scuzziness of Drake. Like there was everything about him was a caricature, but also everything about him was like, yeah, that's that's how, what those guys are. Yeah. When when Rain has her like her big confrontation with Drake, she goes to find him like everybody just jets across the country yeah. rapidly in this movie. She goes to find Drake, who's at a who's meeting with two men named the Barzini brothers the in Barzini Las Vegas, brothers. the infamous Vegas Barzini brothers, where she confronts him in a bathroom. And I think he walks in and she's like, what are you doing in the women's restroom? Yeah, he just walks into the women's bathroom. Yeah, in a tuxedo. Yeah, this is after we've seen him walking through Vegas in a tuxedo. Because yes. I guess like it's after 4 p.m. So what is he a farmer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, full, full on tuxedo. He, no yeah. one else got cost like... Kevin Sorbo's wife never gets a, or fiance Carrie never gets a costume change. No. But Drake gets to wear a tuxedo. Yes. 
and and Rain gets a, a variety of outfits. Well, yeah, yeah. And she's their 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 conversation ends when she's basically like, "Look, I'm coming clean to the government." Yeah, and that's when the Pentagon calls her and tells her to come to the Pentagon, and she's like, "Okay." That's well. That's what happens is that you know the government does have listening devices in all bathrooms, <laughs> yes. and when you say the phrase, "I'm coming clean to the government," it activates. <laughs> it's, it's the activation code, and I'm then coming you get, clean to the government. Yeah. If I had a nickel for every fucking time, <laughs> for every time you say that in a bathroom. I mean, yeah. Constant. (laughs) Constant. Um, So yeah, that, at this point, like that, like getting everybody to the Pentagon is what puts everybody on the same page where Kevin Sorbo does his lithium demonstration. demonstration. And that is when uh, Rain, uh, that is when Kevin's fiance realizes that Rain and Kevin were a thing. Which, okay, so the timeline on Kevin, we find out in that same situation that Kevin Sorbo had done the like had had done mapping for the Drake company. Yes, yes. And it was the one who kind of found the lithium vein and was like, I'm not working for you guys. This is irresponsible. Yeah. That was six months prior. Yes. He Quick is now engagement. engaged to Carrie. Getting married in three weeks, to, as we know. Yeah, to, to Pink Polo Carrie. Mm-hmm. Rain's a little salty. Understandably so. That was the least shocking revelation. I was like, wow, yeah, I fully buy that Kevin Sorbo would have a thing with his coworker. Yeah. And then turn around and get engaged to pink polo Carrie. Yeah. And I like Carrie, I think is understandably a little like put off. Yeah. A little put off. Cause she's like, Hey, um, what's going on with that? He's like, Oh, that doesn't like that's, that's old news basically. And she's like, not, not to her. Yeah. And like, obviously it's not. It's been six months. Yeah. <laughs> and also you're now engaged. Like yeah. the, Oh, the, the dog has found the FedEx guy. Yes. He's contributing. Kit featured guest on today's show. Can you imagine the text thread that Rain is having with her girlfriends, by the way, about like, you won't believe who's at Lost Lake. Yep. yep. Oh my God. He's shown up with this woman who has a Rachel haircut. It's 2009. (laughs) She's wearing a pink polo shirt. Yeah. Like this is like, he told me he didn't want to be with anybody. Yeah. He told me he wasn't ready for a relationship. He is engaged. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Girl, he's engaged. Like this is, I fully believe every second of that dynamic. Yes, that felt very believable to me. Uh, up until the part at the end in the cave when she was like, he was like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have ended, I shouldn't have ended things the way I did. And she's like, thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. And yeah. that's the end of that conflict. And yeah. I was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that, not believable. Is the end of it. Like, I was waiting for her to come up to the surface and be like, I couldn't save him. Blow the mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for, for either for uh rain to, to die in the yeah. way that Taya Gill does in yeah. Stonados where you're like, Oh, she came around. I thought she'd make it. Yeah. But she, or, or to do another heel turn. Yeah. And be like, blow the mine. Yeah. Because was, what they determine is they can only stop the lithium six from continuing to replicate. If they collapse the mine with carbonite bombs, Mm-hmm. In which apparently carbonite bombs were an early bomb used in mining. So not just for Han Solo, which is what we both uh, were yes, like. Yes, absolutely. Carbonite's not real. Don't no. be ridiculous. And yeah. then then you Googled it. It was like, no, carbonite's real. We're just special. Yeah. They so they and it, it, it is often used in what I in what I read about it uh, in like creation of like safe dynamite, which I guess is sort of like contained explosions. Okay. Uh, so there are carbonite explosives. Do you put three of them into suit metal suitcases? <laughs> I, I yeah I. We didn't get the cool delivery mechanism that I wish we could have gotten. Three briefcases, three shiny silver briefcases, yeah. and that was it. That's all that was needed to stop this. I was expecting, like with Megafault, we got just 
tons and tons and yeah, tons like of it was like three hundred tons of explosives or something Here, like was, hundreds of tons of explosives. It was briefcases. Yeah, it was it was a briefcases that men could carry. Yeah, through a mine system and then just set to explode and that was going to collapse everything and seal off this seam so no more lithium six replication. Right. Um. So what we oh we skipped over the part where when they return to the lake. Uh, after the town is dead. Oh yeah, we've um, missed the entire subplot. Yeah, we return to the lake after the town is dead, and it starts going. It starts going, going up. Yeah, like like explosions. The ground is giving way. Uh, two the two science team members of Kevin Sorbo and yeah. his fiance are swallowed up into the earth, and they fall into the cave system below. Actually, and as they are fleeing, Kevin the military man and his fiance, the fire fingers are chasing them. There is a grand pursuit of fire fingers on a rural road and uh, they consume a motorcyclist, which is really the fault of Kevin Sorbo. He was driving very recklessly. Yeah, and he like knocks the guy down yeah. and, you know, leaving him to be consumed by fire fingers. And he determines that, oh, he sees this barn. And so he drives the truck and he drives the Jeep into a barn where they're going to hide. And the fire fingers, which are made of fire, swallow up this entire barn and then dissipate. Leave it a, completely unharmed. A barn of wood and straw inside. Yeah. And, it, and rightly so. His fiance is like, why did you drive into this building with all these combustibles in it? And he's like, it only like the, the, the lithium six is only seeks out like water and nitrogen. It's like, yeah, but it's still Would the fire finger fire. still fucking hit. Yeah. Yeah. The, the bar doesn't matter what it seeks. Yeah. It's fucking fire. Yeah. And it also like surrounded and engulfed all of you, which it has been doing and killing people this entire time. And yet not, not a single piece of straw was ignited. That okay, was so here's wild. the thing. Fire fingers are like volcano, uh, like vampires. <laughs> <laughs> they oh. can't pass thresholds <laughs> unless they're invited. Exactly. Ah, okay. So that I mean, they do ascribe an intelligence to the lithium because it could have, and so they're polite, and so they won't go inside a building unless invited in, <sighs> and so that's why it didn't go through the open barn door. <laughs> yeah. it's just like, what a hell of a thing to do on a hunch! Like, oh, this fire is attracted to wet stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just gonna drive into this dry, dry, dry. I'm gonna drive into the barn. most flammable thing I can imagine. Yeah. Tinder buck. Yeah, and and hope that there's no water trough for the horses. <laughs> Which you're right. There yeah. definitely was. There was a water there trough. Had like, to there have had to have been a water trough for the horses. Like they Fuck. dive, they get into this barn, they jump out of the cart, and they dive into hay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah as they're get being away pursued fire. by fire. Yeah, that was absolutely insane. So I guess what we're made to believe is that the lithium six fire fingers are something other than fire, even though they look exactly like yeah, it because I mean, they only react with water or nitrogen. Yeah. They're not actually like they're fire in the sense that they look like fire, but they're not fire in the sense that whatever chemical reaction that is happening, they're a combustion, but it's uh -huh. not necessarily like fire, which reacts with oxygen. That was crazy. Yeah. Oh, it was bananas. Especially since, um, later on we, or we see with, the woman with the pickup truck, yeah. the back of her truck is on fire. Yeah. And I think that there's like blankets or hay in the back of her truck. So that is burning. Yeah. But you know what? We're not here for logical through lines. <laughs> We're here for an experience. And that experience was watching two geologists and a military <laughs> guy get dropped into a cavern. Yeah, in the, into a rave cavern. Into a rave which cavern. Which introduces, as you said, the subplot of subplot. we need to save our science team members and get in the cave and not just blow it up. Right, so there's a whole... So a, a short-haired, practical scientist lady 
whose name I don't know that we know. Yeah, I don't know that. And um, her other companion, her like other Her name is Tony. Is his name? Her name is Tony is and I forget name, his name. What's his name? I don't know. Like they have names. Yeah. <laughs> and the woman, the to- Tony is the woman. So the two minorities basically because he's he's a black guy, she's a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, the two minorities in this film get dropped into the rave cavern with a random military guy and then they have to decide as they decide to start walking. Yeah. Because that's what you do when you're lost. Yeah. <laughs> you walk. Huh. Um, and so they walk with no discernible like game plan in place. And they happen to find the miners um, like oxygen tanks and stuff and supplies. Yeah. The miners who were immediately consumed by fire fingers at the start of the film. But the oxygen tanks are fine. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And they have sensors on it. So rain comes running out and is like, Kevin Sorbo, good news. Your friends are alive. And yeah. he's like, we have to save them. And you're like, okay, so that's going to be the climax. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that does lead to one of my favorite on-screen deaths, I think, that we've seen so far. The sergeant? The sergeant. Man. Oh, what a way to go. The bats. So you're expecting a lot of different ways that someone can die in this movie. <laughs> what you don't expect is death by cloud of bats. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're First, they're walking along a corridor, acting like it is the, the, the width of a balance beam in gymnastics. Yeah. When it is a, a path. It yeah. is a, it is a clear path that adults could walk along. There's like some fire scat. Maybe a- two by two, and they are like they are on that thing like it is a goddamn and and like there is no sense wire. of balance. No one she yeah Tony they are almost falls struggling, but she really like she falls in the way of like a small child when they're learning to walk <laughs> yeah. just lands on their on their diapered bottom yeah. and it's like oh that's adorable that's what she does yeah. And then like, but she gets saved somehow from it. And it's like, well, yeah, because you were sitting on a, on a gentle slope. On a gentle slope. Um, but so they're, and they're walking along and they're, you know, and then, and everything, you think that the threat is going to come from like the random quakes or the spaced out fire that I, I was, when I was watching, I was like, oh, that's what the fire in the wave is. The wave fire, because we were talking about that last week about the, the wave having the fire, the carefully lit fires. Yeah, yeah. It was just lithium. It was, just, it was just lithium. That's why it was burning, despite the fact that it was wet. <laughs> See, problem solved. Uh, this is all you know. This we this could all be in universe. Yeah. <laughs> could this could could this have been a the wave prequel? Is what I'm posing to you right oh, now. Oh man. Maybe this entire podcast is just about like linking all the movies. Shared universe. I yeah. I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make a, a big like conspiracy corkboard. Of yeah, crazy person yarn chart. Yeah, I'm gonna do a crazy person yarn chart linking all these movies now. Imagine living in the disaster verse. Oh my god, that is the worst place to live. It's well, like we've at already once where Amanda belongs and where she should never I be. I should never be there. <laughs> but in my head, I'm always in that that universe. Like it's I'm true. always prepared for that. Yeah, no, it, you really are. Like the shelving unit I was putting together just now is specifically for my emergency supplies. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So that is, you know, you're like a, an honorary Mormon with uh, with that kind of preparation. I I've the- prepared for everything but the rapture <laughs> <laughs> because I figure at that point I can just loot. <laughs> um, but yeah. So the oh shared universe. So if if all of this is in a disaster verse, uh-huh. we established already that Hurricane Heist is in the Fast and Furious verse. Yeah, mm, and definitely. that it's also in the Sure verse. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, because it's Hurricane Tammy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So all I'm saying is that all these things are now connected. So this is, <laughs> this is we're, we're cracking something big, you guys. Um, but yeah, so let's go back to the death of the sergeant. Because yeah. It's so great. Yeah. They're, they're walking along a corridor and 
as suddenly a new conflict is introduced when a swarm of bats overtakes our cavewalking survivors. Yeah, and two of them react normally, and yeah. the sergeant panics. Yeah, and and pitches himself. Jumps. He full on <laughs> jumps with his eyes closed. <laughs> and belly flops yeah. off of... Not far, but onto a stone surface below. Yeah. And instead of... Killing like, himself. Killing himself. He just flies <laughs> like, I've been tainted by bats. Goodbye, cruel world. And he just Tainted plummets. by bats. <laughs> it's an 80s new wave band. <laughs> and he just fully plunges off of like a four foot high ledge. Yeah, it's not that high. It's at not all. high, but he goes face first right into a rock. Yeah. Yeah. And then the bats are gone. <laughs> and instead of being like, we should follow the bats, it's just the last we, we should hear of follow them. the bats. Because you should. If the bats are fleeing something, the bats are going somewhere. <laughs> True. Like maybe you follow them. That is them. a very well, have, good point. Yeah, like their their ears are telling them like where to go. Yeah. Like, they, they echolocation, especially in like caverns and like, you know. <laughs> they've, they've, they know better than you. They've yeah. maybe left this cavern before. There's like 50 of them. <laughs> they didn't all just appear there. <laughs> follow the bats. Um, That's a very good point. They do not. And but they do end up finding Kevin Sorbo, who yes. has at that point placed securely placed uh, multiple suitcases. Right. Yeah. And again, and that's when we have the direct like he has entered this cave with the directive of uh, like, if I don't make it out in X time, just blow the whole thing with me inside because yeah. I want to get these people out. But it's more important that we stop the lithium and which is, I, I think, a fair point. It would have it would have been a great turn if Rain had not been over it and yeah blow the mine. <laughs> I would have I would have been rooting for Rain at that point. Yeah, like, oh, I, I was definitely rooting. You know for what? Rain. I don't question it, Rain. Like yeah. I get it. What, what's he really contributing here? And then she Rain. just that would have been a great that would have been a really that would have really upped the integrity of this movie if yeah. she had killed them both and just like walked away and got away with it. That would have been great. <laughs> just got away with uh, it. If all. she had told Pink, oh, one of two things could have happened. She could have either told Pink Polo. Because Pink Polo has at that point been told not to go into the mine. Right, like he's right. Like, I want to go with you. No, I couldn't live with myself if something happened to you. And it's like, yeah. well, something happens to her. Something's also happening to you. So it's not <laughs> yeah. a problem, man. Yeah, but, if, something, if something happens to you, it's it's all over. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, so so Pink Polo has been told to stay outside. Um, but Rain's allowed to go into the caves. Uh-huh. Because she's not valuable, but Pink Polo. Pink Polo's, you know, feminine integrity. Yes. Uh, must be preserved. And... One of two things I was rooting for was either her rain, which, by the way, it has not been commented on, but this is not spelled R-A-I-N. It's R-E-I-G-N. Oh, is it? Okay, I didn't double it check is, that. I was wondering. rain as in, like, let her reign be for millions okay, of years. Okay, that's fucking wild. Yeah. 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 No, her name, someone held a baby in this universe <laughs> and was like, oh, my beautiful baby girl. What shall I name her? Rain. <laughs> that's like two degrees off from making her first name Reich. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. ugh. <laughs> It's great. It's fantastic. Rain Palmer. Yeah, Rain Palmer. Loved it. Um, Eschewing the future she was destined to have had in meteorology with just a slight, slightly different yeah. spelling. If she had been R-A-I-N, she she and Breeze could have built something together. Oh, yeah. But no, she was Rain Palmer. I loved it. Um, but I wanted either Rain to send pink polo into the mine and then blow it mm-hmm. or for rain to walk out and steal his girl <laughs> i was like you know what the i would have been totally fine with rain and and pink polo ending up together like there is an alternate universe where that could have happened where like he didn't make it they had to blow the mine and she like consoles her and then they just like tenderly learn to love each other yeah I, I would connection. love to see rain as a power bisexual yeah the lighting's there yeah yeah 
in their rave domain. Yeah, she's got Kristen Stewart's smoky eye. Forever, forever a good time for a smoky eye for Kristen Stewart. Yeah. It is never the wrong hour. It is never too early. Bless her. So all I'm saying, that was what I was hoping for. That's not what we got. Yeah. Um, instead, instead the, the thrilling conclusion was watching the same footage of um, the two Demi seismologists and Kevin Sorbo running through the same tunnel over and over, like around the same curve over and over again, four times, um, while the fire fingers chase them. Yes, yes. And then they dove into water. <laughs> again, to escape the thing that is drawn to water. Yeah. They no. dive into the water. The incongruities of what that what the lithium six would actually consume. We're like, are you kidding me right now? You're just really trying to have your cake and eat it too. But we got to see them dive into water and then emerge on the other side. Um, victorious and everything stopped. All of the chaos stopped. All of the, the chaos dam, stopped. The dam that was about to break that had a hairline fracture. Right. There was a dam. The, the seismic else. act, the, the, the problem with the, the, explosions of lithium six were disrupting the water being held back by a dam. And then and eventually there was, they, were they, say, they, they call it a hairline fracture. That was a giant gash. Yeah, I mean, like it was a big old gash in a dam that was going to, if it erupted, if the dam gave way, it was going to just like the entire plane that they were in was going to be like drowned. To be fair, that guy was really underplaying a lot of things. Cause he's like, things have gotten <laughs> worse here. And it's like, yeah, they cut to, he's like, yeah, things aren't looking good here. And they cut to the actual view of the dam. And there are like fire spouts yeah. come and I'm like, that's an, <laughs> that my reaction of not having evacuated me like, yeah, no, we got a problem. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say we so. We super do. If the dam, which does not normally have giant plumes of fire shooting out of it, suddenly have giant plumes of fire, that is indeed a big problem. Sir. Yes. Yes. But um, so uh, when he called it a hairline fracture, I was like, well, yeah, that's, he's just under, he's really hard to impress. Yeah. <laughs> so does that like then you know we get our we get our i'm gonna say unhappily ever after since we don't get our ending with rain and uh with with rain and and polo shirt uh that brings us to the end of the reality index so that brings us to what was this movie really about yeah Jordan, and do you do you have one? I no, do, I think you have. I'm excited yeah, about mine. Go for it. I so normally we talked about this last week. How sometimes we don't know until the end, uh, until we're actually working on this episode that yeah, we absolutely. know what it's really about. I knew what this movie was really about within the first seven minutes. Oh, <laughs> uh, once we were introduced to Kevin Sorbo's character and we got that weird interaction with him about the yeah. sets. Uh, you know what a nice pair, and then all of that, and it just and then he said the thing about um, about not asking for directions. And I just sighed while watching it and thought to myself, heterosexuality is a curse. Yes, it is the greatest scam of all. Yeah. Um, and nothing in this movie changed. Like every step of this movie, I just kept thinking to myself, God, heterosexuality is a curse. And I say this as someone <laughs> who is, I should explain at this point. Oppressively despite heterosexual. Despite the fact that I, I have very big, like, I, I have been told by multiple people I have big lesbian energy. Really? <laughs> I Not like... Top I've never got that from you. Never, not that I'm a top, but that all of my interests and passions in life seem to line up real well with being a lesbian. Oh, okay. my love of the Indigo okay. Girls. Yeah, yeah. The geology. I've I've known like I think at least three different lesbians who are very into geology. Yeah, like wow. the rocks, the Indigo Girl, like all of my. If music. you drove a Subaru, it would really. I looked at getting package. a Subaru before I got the CRV. It's a very practical car. I yeah. <laughs> I I own like the fact that most of my clothes involve a flannel over shirt. Like I have been told. 
several times over. Not that I am a let like that I, but just that they're when they're surprised to find out I'm not. My coworkers I, all were surprised to seriously, find out I'm not. Yeah. I'm gonna go on record and say never, never, never had that because I've always with as you as somebody who is always presumed to be a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> um, never got that from you. It's it's not it's not like. Because I, because I, it's always, pan romantic gray asexual, you assholes. <laughs> to be clear, that's what she is. She's, yes, she's got a lot of, she's got a lot of modifications. Pan community, pan community, rise up. Um, I, yeah, no, I've, it's because of, I, like, we, I've always presented very forward of like, ah, I love dudes. I think like, right. that's just, that is one of the, my main traits that I don't talk about with everyone, but I talk about quite a bit. And it's also a bit that you do. Yeah. Like as you're like, it, in, a performing, in performing yourself yeah. for like, like a public setting. I'm You've done like, your comedy. Yeah. It, it's a part of the, it's a part of the bit. So I say this as a confirmed, um, deep heterosexual. <laughs> when I say heterosexuality is a curse, the overwhelming theme of this movie is heterosexuality is a curse from the fact that like their relationship is an unhappy one. And you can <laughs> yeah. tell like the entire time and nothing about that dynamic is good. Yeah. Um, to the fact that Bubba sexually harasses rain and yeah. she's just like, just another day of my life. Yeah. Um, to the scumbag who is seeing the meeting the Barzini brothers, presumably at a strip club. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, Like I just assumed. Yeah. Evil Drake has definitely every, every really checkered past with women. Every meeting is held in a strip club. I assume for for Drake. Oh, and doesn't he even, he even jokes like when they're in their building, he's like, I want, he's like in stripper stripper poles and all the executive suites. He's like, I'm just kidding. And he's like, but I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) And he's there with, and this is as he's walking with rain and he's giving instructions. Yeah. So like every step of the way is just like, oh man. And it's not just toxic masculinity because it's also the dynamic of pink polo Mm -hmm. and the way that she's deeply threatened by rain and like the way that she doesn't trust her fiance. Yes. And the way that everything about this is miserable and the avenging force in it that is seeking out solely the heterosexual couples. Because you can tell <laughs> yeah, rain is true. fine. Oh, wow. Jamal and his girlfriend, yeah. the two couples on the boat. Yep. Um, oh, wow. You're right. Right. It's it, it's looking for Kevin and his girl in the, on but the car. But it's never going after in the, rain. In the Jeep. No, it doesn't go after rain. And you want to know why that is? Because it's coming from the bisexually lit cave. Yeah. <laughs> because rain is actually commanding the forces of the lithium six. Yeah. And that's how she knows so much about it. And and practical haircut Tony. Yes. The, the seismologist who like had the same haircut as. Um, and Haitian volcano. I was going to say as the other one, um, as the fr- as the friend who was in love with her. Oh, the friend who was in love with her was bald. No, she had like short hair, didn't she? Oh, 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 in, in Volcano. Yeah. I thought you meant Tony's friend in the swing. I was like, that was a, no. a bald man. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. The, Rachel. The, yeah. Rachel. Rachel. Rachel, the geologist assistant. Yeah. In geologist Volcano. assistant yep. Rachel. She, so Tony had Rachel's hair mm-hmm. and I was like, right. Tony definitely is not straight. Tony was definitely not straight because and I feel like we almost have this confirmed because like, it's clear that the, her, her coworker oh. is sweet on her. Yeah. She is like overtly like, that's what friends are for. When she like saves his life, you're like, Oh God, are they going to make this a romantic thing? And you're like, Oh no, no she has no she interest has in no him. No interest in him. Yeah. She is. She so is. So she protects them from the, she is the, the, she's the lamb's blood on the <laughs> doorpost <laughs> that protects, um, both of them from fire fingers <laughs> underground. <laughs> yeah. Because they're in the hub. Uh-huh. The, the the scientists are in the hub of the fire fingers but they're fine and they they are not almost i don't know that they're ever once threatened by it never for some reason but now because we know they sense it because 
it's just seeking out trying to stop the curse of heterosexuality. <laughs> this movie so is about this movie, extinguishing heterosexuality. Yeah, this movie is the theme of this movie is heterosexuality is a curse. Whether they knew it or not, Kevin Sorbo didn't know he was making <laughs> he did not. the premier bisexual movie of our time. And <laughs> bisexual yet, by rights. By rights. By recognition. Um and yet that's what this is. Mine is not dissimilar from that. Yeah. Because I was like about 15, like about a third of the way, and I was like, is this a movie in like does this is this about rape culture? <laughs> like, is yeah. this yeah. It, like the the all the the passive ways in which like the woman who is more physically on display is like slightly dehumanized before our very eyes? The corrupt company CEO saying to put stripper poles jokingly yeah. in his in the executive suites of his big fancy new office building that this lithium six is going to pay for, and like the all the comments about like what men do and men have like men don't ask for directions. Men love their toys. Sure. Like, this is all just like slightly reinforcing the like, we are all at the whims of like the, the wants and desires of men. Yeah. And they're, 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 they're this movie is not doing anything to either comment on or disabuse us of that notion. It is just, it the is simply presenting it. Yes. Yeah. It is simply the environment and watching just the ways in which for some reason without any need masculinity is reinforced in its most cartoonish forms. And again, yeah. a not especially machismo movie was like, you know, no other way, do you? No, this was just like Kevin Sorbo was like, butch it up. And you're like, okay, Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> butch it up. And, and rain is like, as she becomes more the heroic figure, she becomes more modestly dressed. I noticed because that she's too. No longer like, because she has more integrity. Now she's no longer inviting people ogling at her and yeah. commenting on her once she once she links up with sorbo and pink polo yeah her necklines go up like she still got them on display even and when she's still, in the pentagon when we yeah. see her for the first time she is in a deep neckline when yeah. she gets in that elevator with the two of them but then once once forgiveness happens yeah between her and kevin and she doesn't quietly order his execution by telling them to blow up the mine yeah then she's fully covered because that's the classic arc too of like the final girl like she becomes more masculine she becomes more modest yeah in her journey toward heroism and and like a paradigm of survival which is exactly what we're seeing reinforced here and it's those little subtle cues where they don't overtly tell you the insidious things that are happening where they're just kind of gaslighting you into thinking this is like normal and how you should be treated so that that's what I'm going to say this movie is about. All right. Wow, executive producer Kevin Sorbo. Didn't think you were bringing us that, did you? No. <laughs> no. All right. Well, <laughs> you really caught me on a... I did this thing recently. I love, I love when these things happen with you, though. I love when, like, we get a real indignant Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> indignant monologue Jordan is one of my favorite. Jordans. I recorded a, a thing for, for film recently, for film recently, like documentary, and I had to ask my friend who was who's directing it and who was leading me, like, um, am I am I doing okay? Like, am I speaking? I'm trying to moderate how I speak because I get going really quickly. And he's like, I just need you to put periods at the end of your sentences. And I was like, that's exactly what it is. I speak without punctuation. Oh yeah. When I get really rattled, I'm gonna get really riled up. I speak without punctuation. Yeah. No. It's it. It's not, even, a, it's not even run-on sentences. It's no, full they're not. They're marathon sentences. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I have very keen ability to do that without uh, like interstitials, without yeah. filler speech, without even breathing, without saying um. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it there just, you go. That was one of those. All of the words. <laughs> so how would you fantasy cast this movie? You know, I... I <sighs> 
there's like two people who I would cast in this movie, and that was all I really cared about. Miles Teller yeah. and Slogort. <laughs> no, that's Jordan's bag. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, so uh, Kevin Sorbo's character, Ian Summerholder. Equal cheekbones. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, I, for some reason, I was placing it. Yep. Nope. I, totally, I hear you. It's I like, hear yeah, you. That, like, he could con- like look concerned and squint and talk about L6 isotope. And like, I just feel like this is the natural progression for him. Yeah. Is is doing a movie like this. Uh-huh. Um, I had absolutely no feelings either way about who plays Pink Polo, who plays Rain, like whatever. They can, you can find that pretty much. They, they were not characters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only real character is Kevin Sorbo's. And then... The entire time I was watching the, not Sergeant, but the other general that like Kevin Sorbo would get disproportionately angry with. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, you guys really wish it were Michael Ironsides, but it's not. So, oh, like, you're right. Michael well, Ironside just, totally should be in a movie like this. throw Michael Ironside in it. Why yeah, not? that's just, a good so idea. That's, that's the only casting I, otherwise. Who did you make him? Uh, a- any form of the military. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but like, obviously, if I were making this, I would have to remake it and like, give Bubba more of a part. Like, you'd have to, do yeah. a lot of you take the concept of fire fingers. Bubba's got to be a commentary. You got to keep bringing. You got to bring more Bubba. You can't kill Bubba that soon. <laughs> um, like the sheriff has to be. There has to be more pushback from the sheriff. Like you need to have the scene of, like instead of finding all the dead bodies, you got to have Ian Summerhalder come back from the from come back from the lake and be like, I found a dead body up there. Yeah. Something seismically off. I think you got to evacuate the town, and then the sheriff be like, Son, don't you know that we can't evacuate this town because we've got the 157th anniversary parade coming up and we can't evacuate under those conditions. And yeah. Like you would need to have, you would need to give other people Can, parts. Yeah. Um, that maybe executive producer Kevin Sorbo wasn't willing to do at the time. Yeah. Um, and so it would require rewriting a draft of that and then I could fantasy cast. But so otherwise right now I'm very agnostic. Right. Jordan, okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take a side that, that inspired me saying Michael Ironside. So I'm going to say Michael Ironside for Drake. Okay. I'm going to say wow. he's such he's such a perfect figure for a movie yeah. like this. You're so right. I, I I I he has to be here somehow. That is completely true. I would have figured it would have been Miles and or Ansel. Miles and Ansel are the two mine the two drillers at the beginning oh, okay. in the mine who get swallowed up by the fire fingers immediately. Okay. So get them out of the way early. Yeah, yeah. Just they're cameos like like yeah. in Boa. Sure. Like in sure, Boa. Sure. <laughs> when they, when, yeah, when they're this like the, when they're the mine guys there. I had forgotten we even did Boa. <laughs> I, oh boy, did I we. did not forget about the hatred for the IRA terrorist. <laughs> that's right. But from Bobby Riggs oh, from that's right. from Twin Peaks. Um I'm cuz I also feel like if you put Michael Ironside this that kind of casting putting a movie it suddenly becomes a Michael Ironside movie sure which you know what a Michael Ironside movie is mm-hmm. and so now we're imagining this movie as if it was a Michael Ironside movie and all the tone that fits with that. Um, I am gonna, this isn't, it only works because it's suddenly a Michael Ironside movie. <laughs> Kevin Sorbo is now Frank Grillo. Oh, yep. Oh, yeah. He, like, we're gonna lead more into that military path. Sure. Oh, We're gonna sure. lead more into it. There's that weird part. Doesn't he, like, ask for a gun when he goes into yeah, the cave? he does bring Kevin a, asks he for a fucking gun. He has a gun, gun in the cave. When he like, by, by request. He's like, yeah. can I have that gun? And he pulls the gun out, and I'm like, is he gonna shoot the fire? Exactly. And he just fires it into the air, which, like, Sure, yeah. Kevin Sorbo. So we're going to lean further into the military thing. Okay. We're maybe even going to have a par- like a mercenary paid force of Drake uh, soldiers okay. in the cave trying to stop uh, Frank Grillo's seismologist from, from blowing it up. So it's going to become an action movie. Um, and then we're going to make Rain 
is going to be Denise Richards. <gasps> yes. Perfect. Rain okay. is going to be I'm I'm my done. wonderful Denise Richards. Yes. Um, and polo shirt is going to be Yasmin Bleeth. Oh my God. <laughs> of Baywatch fame. Oh my God. <laughs> but who I like best in her supporting role of the, uh, like, I think like make a wish, uh, emissary in basketball. That is <laughs> yeah, yeah, my yeah. favorite Yasmin Bleeth role. Uh, so yeah, I think that's a, that's exactly the vibe of movie that I want. And those characters are really giving that to me. Oh, that's, I'd watch And that. I love, and I love the alt ending of this where Denise Richards is like, blow the mind. And then her and Yasmin fucking Bleeth walk off together. And it's like, thank God we got Frank out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, and they take down Drake in the process. Yeah. They blow up the mine. They're free she's Yasmin. I mean, Denise as rain has been cleaning up financially working as a private contractor for this business for a long time. And she's like, screw that rapey asshole who I've been working for. I've been taking all of his money of, of wild things. (laughs) Did you just, did you just write wild things? Possibly the justice for possibly the justice for Denise version of wild things, considering how that movie did end. If if it was if if Susie is not alone on the boat at uh-huh. the end of Wild Things, okay, perhaps, okay, um, <laughs> okay, I just okay. I, I was like oh, this sounds weirdly familiar <laughs> that it ends up being like a scam that these two women are running together. Like I feel like I've heard this before. <laughs> cool, um, but they don't I know love it's that. a scam till the they till don't the know end. it's a scam at the yeah. start. Yeah, um, I think it's a, like an eyes lock kind of thing in the elevator. Yeah, and, and that's it's like, the moment. Oh she's not mad at him in the elevator because it's that thing of like misplaced desire and like queer melancholy Sure, where they, she sees the other woman and she's not actually pissed at Kevin Sorbo that he dated her. She's pissed that she's not dating her. Sure. So yeah, yeah, that's there. It's, 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 it's lesbian longing. I am here for this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I've just made an excellent made for TV 2019 disaster movie. No, this is for the 10 year anniversary of fire from below. (laughs) We're going to, this is great. Get this a a present day sci-fi budget, Mm -hmm. which is pretty good. Yeah. And get this cast together. This will be this. I will highly rate this film. Uh, Yeah. It's definitely going to get higher ratings than I, I mean, I think it's going to get right now. Yeah. So that brings us into the rating. Her towering infernos. What do we say? How many towering infernos? So here's the thing. I actually am going to bring us in higher than uh, I think you'd expect me to because It is still something that in a benign way, I really enjoy watching. Okay. Like I, I, I had, I suggested this one. I'm glad you did. I, because like I had watched it years ago and it stuck with me. Um, (laughs) not in a substantial way, just in like a, that fire finger thing was weird way. (laughs) Totally crazy. Super crazy. Loved it. Um, and then just like, I had I, I fell asleep the first time watching it because I watched it the night I got home from New York. Uh-huh. And so I fell asleep and missed like the last seven minutes. Yeah. And then last night was like, I should try to watch that last. So I put it on from like 30 minutes before the episode ended, yeah. the movie ended. I fell asleep again. Yeah. Oh, I fell asleep. I, I watched this. But I did In the not, watch of this, yeah. I watched the ending. I tried to watch the ending three times before it actually happened because I kept falling asleep. Yeah. But I finally but not, did it. Not in a bad way. I didn't mind it. I did Good. not mind. I would throw this on to needlepoint any day. So what is it? So I would put this in at like a two and three quarters, three. Wow. I think I, you know, I'll go Holy two and- Holy shit. Two and three quarters. I think the three, the three threshold becomes when I'm like, see, you should watch this movie. And I'm not sure I'm at the you should watch this movie yeah. mark, but I'm just shy of it. 
I'm just shy of it. <laughs> like, I'll watch this movie. I don't know if anyone else should. Like, I've already thought about the fact that it's like, well, I have it through Amazon. I rent it on Amazon for $2. Uh-huh. Why didn't I just buy it for four? It's kind of where I am. Because <laughs> it'll be needlepoint movie. Yeah, it's a needlepoint movie. So that's where I am. It's two and three quarters for this one. One for me. Wow. One towering inferno for me. And I don't say that with contempt. No. Not like, fuck you, movie. But one. It's like just a failure. It's the just best a failure you could for do. you. Yeah, it's, okay. it's a failure for me. One and a half. Okay. Me. Yeah. Uh, I, I there there was enough that I enjoyed and thought was bananas to watch, but yeah, it's it's a I, I mean movie. for my hypothetical remake I put together, that's f- oh, four. That's absolutely. four infernos. Yeah. yeah. That that movie is amazing. Yeah. This one, and knowing I seeing how clearly in my mind I could make this a four towering inferno <laughs> B movie. Yeah. I'm like mm, no, you, you the the path was clear. Mm. The path was clear. Yeah. Oh, wow. But at this by the same token, like. With any of these movies, there's always a moment where you're like, I could make this better. And y'all chose not But I feel to. like, and yeah, I feel like I could make this better even on its own terms. Yeah. yeah. Not even like, you know what? If I put the Jason Momoa and The Rock in this, I could make it yeah, better. No, like, you I'm did also find a way. Yasmeen Bleeth and Denise Richards and saying I could make this a home run. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So yeah. What are we watching next week? Jordan, you want to take this one? Uh, next episode, we will be covering the, it's fairly recent. I think it's the last couple of years. 2015. Uh, it is called Stung. It is. Uh, it has some sort of has some eat the rich themes in it. Uh, for a nice, like a little bit of subtext there, and it is about a couple of cater waiters who show up at a rich person's fancy house party, and things go disastrously awry when a swarm of very deadly hybrid bugs uh, overrun the event. It is, and did I say it's available on Hulu? Because it no, is. No, we haven't. So it is available on Hulu. There um, you go. If you don't have Hulu, you can rent it on YouTube, Amazon Prime, iTunes, Google Play, but it is available for free on Hulu. If yep. you're going to rent it from somewhere, you might as well just do a month of Hulu. Like yeah. it's a couple bucks more <laughs> and then you get all that other shit. I'm just, I'm just putting the list out there in case someone is That's for some good. reason ethically opposed to Hulu or wants <laughs> to make their life really difficult, has a lot of disposable income, wants to burn it somewhere. <laughs> I, lo- I love the idea of someone who's ethically opposed to Hulu, but, but cool not... With Amazon. But cool with Amazon, <laughs> Amazon and Google, the yeah. two other places yeah. that you can go through. Point being, <laughs> you can find it places. Yes. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week for Stung. Thanks, uh, oh, guys. wait, 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 oh, wait. We yeah, we haven't, we haven't shouted was, out a lot of things. We haven't done anything. Oh. So, um, Jordan, where can we find you on Twitter? Right. Uh, Twitter at JorCrew, J-O-R-C-R-U. You can find me. I'm at Amanda R. Tubbs. With Tubbs with two Bs. And Jason? Uh, Jason Halftones. You can find the podcast on Twitter. We're disaster underscore pod. You can find us on um, Gmail if you want to send us an email to disastergirlspod at gmail.com. And of course, most importantly, as we say every week, we beg, really, please rate and review us, guys. Yeah, it's been a little minute please since do. we've gotten a full review please on uh, iTunes. It's been a couple of weeks, so yeah. uh, let's, let's get those numbers up. Much like Rain Palmer is regenerated through sexual harassment, we're <laughs> regenerated through anonymous praise on the internet. <laughs> yes, please. So hit us with some ratings and reviews. That would be very helpful. Um, I Share the podcast on Twitter. Share it with your friends. Tell mm. commuters about it. Whatever yeah, you tell want. your parents. Tell your parents. This is good family bonding. You know, we've got coming up on Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> while, you're, while you're waiting for that turkey to cook, put on a few episodes. Yes. Yeah. Put a Bluetooth speaker in the middle of the table on Thanksgiving dinner and allow your entire family <laughs> yeah. to Have share. Thanksgiving dinner with us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the family you chose. We, You know, we really should have looked. We should look for the next one for like some sort of a killer turkey That's movie. That's true. Yeah, we could, we could watch Blood Freak. 
I just love that you immediately. I was like, that's insane. <laughs> that you're just, I was like, killer turkey movie. And you're like, oh, yes, I have a compendium. Of <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, but in the meantime, we'll be doing killer wasps and we'll see y'all back next week, guys. The movie stung. Bye. That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>